There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, darlings all. Welcome to Tom Reed Wilson Has Words With, where I invite a celebrity chum to share their unique vocab and take on language with me. It's my wordy podcast. I'll be talking with friends from around the UK and beyond, exploring their lives and their landscape of language. Today, I have a relatively new friend joining me, a personality who gripped me immediately, quite literally. You see, Stephen's terribly afraid of flying and held fast to my arm the entire flight over to Belfast, where we were recording Celebrity Mastermind together. But more on that later. Stephen Bailey hails from Manchester and has a wonderfully caustic wit. He has, of course, been in high demand, having presented shows such as Celebs on the Farm and Celebs on the Ranch and popping up regularly on Celebrity Big Brother's Bit on the Side. He's even trodden the legendary cobbles of Coronation Street. Gosh, how I long to pull a pint in the Rovers. Wear some snug leopard print. Sample Betty's hot pot. Oh, uh, you're right, Producer Rue. Back to Stephen. I began, as ever, with a bespoke poem. This boy has a funny bone larger than most. He's oft on the farm or the ranch playing host. But before bovine rectum spelled farmyard risque, my chum cut his teeth in the old-fashioned way. From loose women's pre-record laughter syringe to treading the boards on the Edinburgh fringe, one critic said, this man is not scared to poke. He's brave and robust and you're part of the joke. His steep upward climb I've been eager to follow to giddying heights at the Eventim Apollo. But now there's no audience, lighting, or, sorry darling, fee. It's just an old mic and my poem and me. With that in mind, I dare not ask for him daily, but I got him now. It's Stephen Bailey. Hi. Uh, I'm clapping myself. That's <laughs> well, you should. Yes, yeah, someone should. Thanks uh. so much for having me. I understood the word rectum and the rest yes. we're going to have to translate. <laughs> That's a very good one, isn't it? Especially if it's a bovine rectum. Is that a cow? That is a cow. Yeah, I'm very smart. I went on a date once with a bovine vet and he taught me how to belot. And you have to go in via the rectum when you belot. Did you know that? What did he use as an example? 
Well, he mined the whole thing. He said, cup your hand, okay. tap it on top of the uterus. If it feels like two little plums, that's its ovaries and it's not pregnant. If it feels like a Charante melon, it was very specific. Yeah. Then, so, <laughs> then that's a calf. I'm just eating a brownie while we're He's talking about your brownie. He's vegan brownie. Oh, Shall I pour vegan? you a cup of rose tea, mm. darling? How lovely. So we should be clear, shouldn't we, that we met really properly on Be Still My Heart celebrity mastermind it was a moment <gasps> that black chair darling wasn't it terrifying it was so scary because <laughs> i felt like all day i was like do you know what the charity gets its money no matter how well you do yes. just be funny and sit there and it don't matter but they give you this jeopardy because you see now here's a secret they tell the audience that they mustn't applaud so that walk yeah. to your chair is in deathly silence isn't and it's it? just awful and it's not like i mean John Humphreys is not... It's not like you're doing it in front of Davina or Holly Willoughby, is it? When no, you feel like no, someone's safe no. bosom. Sort of peering over those half-moon spectacles. You exactly. Know. You absolutely feel like you're getting judged. So yes. I, every time I got it's one like wrong... It's like you're in the headmaster's office. Darling, what was your specialist subject? So I did girl groups of the 90s and noughties. Oh, I see. So Spice Girls, Eternal? Spice Girls, Eternal. Girls the Honeys? The honeys. Oh, I loved the honeys. <laughs> and we can't talk about celebrity mastermind, can we? We have to say mum's the word. Oh, there's another curious expression. Mum's the word. Do you know about that? Yeah. Because isn't that like means keep a secret? Yes. And my mum does not keep a secret. Well, funnily enough, it has nothing to do with mums. Oh. It has to do with mime. So mummers plays. Mummers were silent actors. They were masked. Oh. And they used to mime. So it's a very close sibling of mime. So actually it means silence is the mot juste. Silence is the word. Now you hail from Manchester. I do. Originally. Yep, I hail all the way from Manchester. Any particular bit? Yeah, it's called Denton. I've heard of Denton. Yeah, it's not nice. It's next to Oldham. I think that's one people know most. Or Stockport. Oh, yeah. yes. I have a friend from Bramall. Oh, it's not the same. And uh, it's really not. Bramall, or as I say, Bram Hall, is very, it's like, that's very, to us, that's kind of like... Swanky. Swanky. Whereas you still see Stockport on their bins. I know, and they're not happy about it. Are they not? And... I'm from a place where you have two striped Adidas and for Christmas you get a can of Lynx Africa. <laughs> well, I want to talk a bit about your hometown yeah. and particularly the turn of phrase because I think what tickled us both on this flight oh, yeah. and the whole of Mastermind was our divergent tongues, wasn't it? Yes. How different our turn of phrase is. So I want to play with your tongue a bit, if you I'd don't love mind. You What's your favourite Denton colloquialism? Ooh. What have you attained? Ooh, my favourite Denton. I can't even say colloquialism. There we go. We'll give it a go. <laughs> colloquialism. <laughs> um, I think my favourite is chippy tits. Oh, gosh. I've got chippy tits. So, like, after Christmas, you know, like, you might say I'm carrying a bit... What would you say? Like, I'm carrying some extra weight or something? Oh, I see. I feel a bit Yes, I'd say top. broad in the beam, I think. So you say broad in the beam. We'd <laughs> say, oh, my God, I need to get rid of these chippy tits. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So, sort of chip-induced memories. 
exactly that chip induced memories so it's like you know when you maybe had too many takeaways over christmas or because you've you've been out so much at the end of the night you get chips and cheese so these bad boys i'm carrying (laughs) are chippy tits (laughs) oh my god i adore that yeah right I want to talk to you specifically about Manchester phraseology because there are things that I don't know. I mean, our kid. Our kid. Yeah. That was the name of my last comedy show, my last tour. Oh, darling. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, I think the rule tends to be it's like for a sibling. So about your sister, our kid. Yeah. But it also works if you're actually someone's kid. So I heard, like, my dad speaks about me in the chip, chippy, being like, our kid lives in London now. But do you know what I find so lovely? My sister's boyfriend is Liverpudlian. Yeah. And the family now say, ah, Tom. Oh. And I love it, because I feel like I've been embosomed by the family. You know, yeah. I really do feel like I've been adopted. So that R is kind of crucial, isn't it? Yeah. And as well, it means like you're... It makes you feel like part of, obviously your family are part of it, but like the external of the estate. Because for example, here's one for you. There's a really nice thing in the North of your estates look after you. Yes. So because it's so much smaller, people actually give a shit about you. Yes, it's like the tendrils of the family extend and extend. Exactly. And like we're brought up to be taught that everyone on the estate is your auntie or uncle. So like Linda in the corner shop, that's your auntie Linda. Your dad's best mate, Barry, that's your uncle Barry. So actually the genes become very confused. Yeah. Because it's only when you're about 12 that you think, oh, actually auntie Linda is just my neighbour. Yeah, it's just, that's who I rob from in the corner (laughs) shop. (laughs) What did the estate think of our kid now and this heady heights of success it's really funny because they do not care i have no ego or self-esteem and i blame them because but in a nice way where it's like you know like when i went home at christmas for example yes there's only one pub on the estate and christmas eve is the one time everyone is in there because it's just walking distance you don't have to worry about getting taxis that kind of thing yes yes. so you go in and no one cared. Like, a girl I used to work with at Sainsbury's was like, oh, my God, my little shit brick. And that was that. Like... <laughs> my little shit brick? Yeah. Which was, like... Me. <laughs> like, she used to just call me, like... <laughs> God, your face. <laughs> it was... So she'd be like, all right, my little shit brick. And it was a term of endearment. I don't know Like, you're she... so close to her. Yeah. You almost resemble a bodily function. I guess You know, so. you're almost part of her. I would put money on... She's not even thought about it that much. <laughs> I think she's thought, shit and brick, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's nice in that way. But what I always thought was funny about this day is obviously as a gay man and yes. the North. Well, not even the North, but I think sometimes like the term, that's well gay. We grew up in that school, isn't it? Where oh, gosh, people yes. Would go, that's well gay, that's well gay, that's well gay. And, yes. you know, I'm 33 and I would say in the 90s it was still a bit homophobic around yeah, anywhere. Absolutely. And it was like, they would use terms like, that's well gay, or look at that bloody puff, because, like, say, one of the big burly straight men might have got blonde highlights or whatever. But they weren't saying, yes. in their head, they weren't being homophobic or derogatory. To them, it was just like... Why don't... A shoe shine was alien. Yeah. Do you remember exactly. a shoe shine? No. That's what you used to have at Tony and Guy. You know, those blonde highlights. I had it disastrously Is that what it was once. called? Yes, a well, shoe shine. They have a cap and just pick it through. <laughs> yes, is it that? Yes, exactly. And then, so it'd be stuff like that. They'd just... But I think they were just saying about like... I think it was their way of going, you look ridiculous. 
So they'd go, you bloody poor for whatever. But then what was interesting is if anyone came in off the estate and actually tried to homophobically abuse me, they would be on it. They'd be like, no, you can't do that. That's our puff. <laughs> do you know, like, it was a bit like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The sense of family superseded yeah. the homophobia. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's homophobia. I, in my head, I was always like, lack of education. Yes. Because I think homophobia is a bit more like, you intend to hurt someone emotionally yes, or physically. Yes. Whereas I think this was just kind of like, they didn't associate the word puff or gay or any of those terms. I think they thought it was like a term of endearment. And it's like, mm, if you could not call me a puff, that would be really great. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's our yeah. kid, it's our Yeah. Our lovely producer, Rue, has put down here in Manchester phraseology, mad ferret. Now this I have never heard before. No, mad ferret. Oh, <laughs> like we're mad for oh, it. Oh, mad, f- <laughs> mad oh. ferrets. I thought, gosh, I really haven't heard that one. No, it's like you're on a night out and I'm mad, mad for, it. for it. I'm up for it. Up for it. It's galvanizing. Yeah. Tell me about mither. Mither. Yes. So that's once again is. I mean, this is making me sound like I had the worst upbringing, but it's like, you know, when you're bothering your parents, they're like, don't mither me, or you're mithering me. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? When you're driving to, like, real for your two-week summer holiday, (laughs) like, six hours in the dark of night, they'd be like, are we there yet? It's like, stop mithering me. Oh, I see. I wonder if it's a portmanteau of bothering something else. Do you know portmanteau is very interesting? Portmanteau also sounds like it's in Wales. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's actually, portmanteau was originally a sort of briefcase, but it was a briefcase, crucially, mm. with two identical parts. So when you put it together, it created one whole thing. So if you take any two words, like brunch, <gasps> breakfast and lunch, and you slam them My together to make one thing. My dad doesn't believe in brunch. <laughs> he doesn't believe in it. Well, what about He says it's woke nonsense. <laughs> What about mealtimes? What do you call supper? What supper? Mm. Oh, supper. Yeah. Um, Give me that a time is frame. Your, oh, well, I guess it could be any time between 6pm and 8pm. Oh, okay. So I don't think we have that at all. So we have our three meals a day, a breakfast, dinner and tea. Right. And so breakfast is, you know, whenever you... You're Wake breaking up. your fast yeah. in the morning. Exactly. Yes, yes. Breaking your fast. Yes. What do you mean? Well, that, actually, that's a portmanteau as well. Two words slammed together. Oh. You're breaking the fast of the night. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I didn't, you've just blown my mind. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing at all. I'm going to tell yes. someone that today and then they think I'm really smart before this comes out. Um, so breakfast. Yeah. So that's your breaking your fast of the evening. It's like a bowl of Cheerios. Yes, yes. And then you have dinner, which is like a ham sandwich and a bag of pickled onion monster munch at like, say, 12, 12.30. Good old monster Yeah, don't you love a monster munch? Oh, I, I can't do. imagine you with a monster munch. Oh, they're timeless. Oh, I think I could picture you more with a, a kettle. A kettle chip. Yes, I like their vegetable ones, actually. I, I like the beetroot and the parsnip. I knew you were going to say that. And then tea is kind of like what you'd have when your mum gets back from work, and it's like fish finger and chips with some baked beans at 5pm. But then should you have cucumber sandwiches and a scone and clotted cream and jam and a cup of tea oh, in afternoon the afternoon? Tea. Oh, so you'd just put the afternoon before it to make that distinction? Well... I think that, because I think in our head, or my head, I can't speak for the whole of the North, um, (laughs) but in my head, it is, like, that's like a brand. Do you know, like a Hoover. I see, I see. But then, so what if you had somebody over to supper, and you were doing quite a posh supper. Like a three-course meal. Yes, which I would call a dinner party. But then wouldn't that induce a sort of confusion, because dinner is lunch? Well, we'd call it a buffet. (laughs) <laughs> we wouldn't have a dinner party. So you'd have to have a yeah. if, if you have more than like three people coming over from where I'm from, yes. you just shove in a couple of pizzas, open a pack of sausage rolls, put some paper plates on the side and be like, off you go when you're ready. There's normally I a tub this. of coleslaw. This is the way to live. Yeah, it's so much just better. Just a veritable panoply yeah. of delicious grab. A, a panoply. Panoply. Oh, yeah. Pan always means everything. Oh. So, um, panacea... Is a cure everything. And pan. Laughter is a panacea. But just a pan, is that because you can just throw everything in? <laughs> no, I think that's a different different origin. Oh. Might have to ask producer Rue to look that one up. <laughs> to look up pan. Because you've stumped me now. He just gave you a nod, be like, cheers for that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we would do. And then we never really had supper, but if we did, supper was like, a cup of tea and a couple of rich tea biscuits at, like, say, 8pm, if you were hungry before Oh, bed. I see. Mm. So it's sort of mindful that breaking your fast in the morning yeah. is an awfully long way off. Yeah. So it's sort of like a late night 11s is. Tell me about scriking, darling. So that's if you're, like, a child having a tantrum, like, your parents are going, stop scriking. Oh, sort of whinging and moaning. Yeah, exactly that. Oh, my goodness. It's wonderful. That's sort of onomatopoeia, isn't it? I mean, it really sounds like what it is. It's almost like sort of scratching at life. Yeah. I don't know what onomatopoeia is, but... That is a word that sounds like what it is. So, belch or squelch. Oh, I love squelch. Or or burp, actually. I don't know. I'm just thinking of um, bodily functions. But fart is another one. It sort of sounds a bit like what it is. I love a good fart. But yes. flatulence. Um, but no, um, scriking, like you say it a lot about babies or like three year olds. Like, it's been scriking all day. I'm not going to bring her to the party. She'll just be scriking. And could you say I had a good scrike about that thing I didn't like? Mm, I've never heard it, but that doesn't mean it's 
doesn't happen. Well, we should coin it. Let's have a good have a good scry. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Was that all right? Was yeah, that I loved it. I loved it. I think I'm gonna have a good scry after this. You know, my flatmate is from Leeds. Mm. And he did one the other day, and I'd never heard it before. And he said, um, while you're practicing, I'm just going to put wooden door. No, I'm going to put wooden hole. Have you heard that? Which means shutting the door. Because you're putting the door, the wooden door, maybe that's in the Yorkshire. frame. Do you know? Yes, maybe that's a bit further north. Um, my friend is from Sheffield. Yes. And he calls a muffin, or no, what do you call it? Like a bread roll. Um, a bread cake. Well, you see, these are the most divergent of all because, I mean, you've got cob, you've got bap, you've got balm. What is it in Manchester? Um, well, this is a thing, but I think this might be a family thing and not even a Manchester thing. So like, if you're going to have a chip balm or a chip roll, yes, we've always called it, I want, I want a chip muffin. Really? Yeah. But then you come down here and you lot think a muffin is like a blueberry breakfast thing. Yes, exactly. So you mean sort of a butty, really? Yeah. I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. I'm wondering about the provenance of butty. Well, Um, like, what do you want for lunch? A ham butty? A cheese butty? But do you think it's because it's buttered? Liberally buttered? Maybe, because I do have butter on my sandwiches. Yes, as do I. Yeah, because you need it to be a bit moist. Very yes, dry. exactly. You want that subtle lubricant, mm. don't you? <laughs> Stop, it. Stop it. Stop it, because I'm not being naughty. I'm being literal. Butty, though. Yeah, we just like, that's what... So if I went to prayer, or you said, Stephen, I'm going to prayer, what do you want? And I go, oh, I'm not fussed. Just get me like some sort of chicken butty. Yes. But I have no idea if that has any. And would you to... say Sani? Excuse me. I think but... I might say Sani, you know. Oh, just a Sani. But it's all different things, isn't it? Like, because, you know, like one of our big things is chips and gravy. Oh, yes. 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 It's not a thing for you, is it? No, it's not at all. Mm-hmm. No, no. This was, I discovered this through my Canadian friend, actually, because they're very big on it Poutine. too. Poutine. Poutine. And they spice it as well. It's got this lovely piquancy. But I have to say, I love it. It's so nice. Because they are the perfect sort of sponge. And, you know, I spent one new year in Chippy Lane in Cardiff. And they give you a pie and chips. And they plonk the pie upside down yeah, on the chips. That's the correct. And so the gravy leaks out through that thin layer of pastry and saturates the chips. And I thought, this is magical. But Chippy Lane itself, less magical. Because, I mean, it really is a lane of chips, especially New Year. It's like a thin veil of potato skin. It's the slipperiest place in the world. It's like I an ice cream. chips. Oh, I do like it. chips. Do you think you could teach me, darling? To, to do, do to do Mancunian. Could I teach you? Yes, yeah. Yes. All you have to do is say Manchester. Manchester. Okay, so it's more yeah. of an uh on the end, like Manchester. Manchester. Yeah, that's good. It's like <laughs> uh, it's... with that touch of rhinolalia. What's rhinolalia? That's talking through your nose a bit. M- Rhino is always nose, so rhinoceros and rhinoplasty. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's always like, because uh, people always say a lot of comedians have jokes about having sex with northern people and how, like, the sex knows that, like, uh, like, uh, like a, a dead sea lion or something, or like a sea lion that's in danger. And I think that really is our sound. So any Oz or O's or anything that ends in ER, maybe, is probably an uh. 
I have got <laughs> tucked up my sleeve some comic bespoke oh, expressions. And bring the house down is one of them. That's mid-18th century. And it's creating such a rousing performance that makes the audience ejaculate with sort of <laughs> applause and laughter that it threatens to shake the very foundations of the theatre, which is the house, and literally bring the house tumbling down about you. I see. I find all these positive ones a bit weird, like, I killed it. Yes. Bring the house down, smashed it. Yes. None of them are positive. Or, yes, and I died. I died. Well, like you don't Des O'Connor at the Kings, you know, where he had to pretend to faint. It was so bad. They were hurling things in Glasgow. He pretended to faint. No. Yeah, he had to be pulled off. I mean, it's a good route. It's not gone like that for me for a while. No. Well, they, it was huge applause, wasn't it? At the yeah, point? it was nice, but I would faint. In Stitches. Do you know about this one? Yeah, I this is Shakespearean actually, who was our great coiner of phrases. And in Twelfth Night, one of his wonderful comedies, Maria says, "You will laugh yourself into stitches." I'm not sure about Shakespeare that if he's coming up with this, because in stitches makes no. <laughs> sense. You doubt the provenance? Yeah, I don't. What's the provenance? <laughs> Origin. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. No, because in stitches makes no because it's like. Oh, I've had a really deep cut on my arm and now I'm in stitches. Yes, and again, it... it's rather dark, isn't yeah. it? It's like dying. Laugh like a drain. Now, that's much more modern. This well, is army slang. This is World War II. Oh, what's it? Laugh like a drain? Yes. Do you know this one? No. It's like sort of making that gurgling sound, that uproarious gurgling sound like a drain. But I think it's because their sense of humour was so filthy. So you're sort of swallowing muck by laughing at that very blue hue. Uh, well, darling. Yes? I'm just going to explore the questions that our lovely shoot of the breeze has thrown up over the last <laughs> goodness knows how long. <laughs> Butty does come from butter. Oh. It does come from that you liberal lubrication. Yes. Yeah, so um, the suffix was added on. The Y suffix was added on. But it was buttery. And then it got contracted and contracted mm. to butty. And then the other kind of pan that found its way into saucepan is from the Latin patina, meaning dish. Oh. Well... Well, I love that. Loved this two-pronged fork of learning. Me too. And I really want everybody to know where they can discover more of your deliciousness in short order. More of me. Well, I'm going on tour, so if oh, I, I say yeah, front have... and center, I'm going to be there. You must. Um, so I'm on. So if they go to my website, stephenbaileycomedy.co.uk. Well, I want to bid you farewell, but I also want to learn how to bid farewell in a Mancunian way to wrap things up. Oh, like how'd you say bye? Yes. All right. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Ta-ra, love. Ta-ra, Stephen yeah. Bailey. I've ta-ra. loved it. Thanks for having us, Tom. Ta-ra, love. If you've enjoyed this podcast, remember, it's but one cake in the patisserie. And if you're hungry for more, please do subscribe and perhaps leave a comment for me. In the meantime, oodles of love. This has been a Monkey Kingdom and Acast production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.